Warning, you are about to listen to the greatest radio show ever. And due to contractual obligations and to shield our airwaves and corporate licensees from any semblance of liability, responsibility, and gullibility, we must tell you the views represented on this show are not necessarily those of this station or its management. This radio show contains differing points of view on current political topics, and due to the nature of its contents, it should be heard by everyone. Thank you for listening. Three, three, two, two, one. Now live from the Devil Radio Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, where the political party is just beginning. Welcome to the Devil's Advocate Show. Friends proving it's never personal, only politics. Please allow me to introduce myself. Here is your host, Mike Crute. Welcome to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. Don Dominic, I'm so excited I can barely say your name. It is a Badger Final Four Tuesday edition, and oh yeah, one week to Election Day. Happy Tuesday, Crudy Evan, working hard on the board. Thank you, sir, our fair audience. Yes, very important. One week from today, the state of Wisconsin gets to choose a Wisconsin Supreme Court justice. I say vote for Janet. I do as well. We're unanimous in that regard. Yeah, all right. And I also would wonder, Dom, I, as you can see, those that can see me visually can see I wear the colors. I'm wearing the red. I got my badger hat on. I got a bright red. It's not exactly a cardinal red sweater, but it's been washed a few times. <laughs> Lots of red, man. That's why it's snug around the middle. Why must have shrunk it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. It's from the washing and drying too many times. That's what it is. You you never wear the colors, Dom. I, the only color I ever see you wear is like, black to match your oh, I got, disposition I got red, white, blue and black on right now I, you're actually I know, wearing not, a I don't... wauk t-shirt yeah, Dom, where are the colors i'm 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 actually impressed yeah. and it's not even snug around the belly crudy and i've washed it a few times well let my <laughs> wife wash it a few times it'll get snug around the belly yeah all right she's got to wash those things in cold <laughs> that must be it <laughs> it must be it you know who the badgers are playing tonight I, I, I do not. The NIT, though, which is which which is the final you know, four NIT oh, final oh, okay. four. Don't. Did you have the Badgers going this far in your NIT final four bracket? <laughs> I did not fill up my NIT final four. Unfortunately, you you know, no one in America picked the NCAA final four. I mean, that thing was wrecked. Florida Atlantic. I mean, the players on Florida Atlantic don't have Florida Atlantic going to the final four in, uh, <laughs> in their own brackets. But anyways, I'm quite excited because my team, the Badgers, my beloved Badgers, I wear the colors. They continue, Dom, and they play the North Texas, the mean green. Sort of a grinchy oh. color they've chosen. The mean green. All right, well, it's North looking Texas. good for the Badgers then. And you know where they're playing that game, of course, Dom. Where? Vegas, baby! Oh, yeah. The NIT in Vegas used to be in Madison Square Gardens. I don't know if this is an upgrade, uh, but they're playing the <laughs> NIT Final Four in Vegas. If they win today, we're effectively the Badger pregame show in many of these network stations because we play the Badgers, and they're going to tip off at 6 immediately after the Devil's Advocates. And you can listen on WFHR, WRCE in Richland Center, and uh, Lake Air up in Amory on 1260 AM. But if you're looking for it on the stream, I would recommend, and I understand 
we have the right to stream the NIT Final Four game, Dom. Uh, we'll be streaming that. Find it at WFHR. Listen to your NIT Final Four only on the Civic Media app. <laughs> like all the real fans do, Dom. Yeah. And uh, I was going to say, you know, have you ever... I see you're wearing a radio-specific T-shirt related to Waukesha, as mentioned. But do you do you ever wear, like, the colors for anything? Do you ever sell – do you love anything so much that you get the T-shirt? <laughs> I mean, yes. I have lots of concert T-shirts. And yeah, most Slipknot. Of them are <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I have, I have a Packers jersey I, I wear, but I haven't been to a game in a while. You know, I got some Bucks. Some Bucks gear I wear once in a while. So yeah, have you been I mean, to a Bucks game? I got a, game this year? I got a, I got a Lions shirt. You know, nineteen fifty-seven. Don't stop believing. And there were world champions before the Super Bowl. So yeah, I, I got some colors. You know, I got a guy I'm a fan of, Batman. He'll be joining us about four thirty in the Solidarity Realty Studios here, WMDX in Madison. Batman at four thirty. But Dom. Since you really don't have any good wearing the color stories, I think I'll move on to the politicking. All right, let's do that. Let's do that. Janet Protasiewicz. There are some troubling headlines in the Daily Paper today, the paper of record, Molly Beck, Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. And I am troubled in this regard. Janet Protasiewicz is considering recusing herself from some very specific cases. Don't do that. I'm not voting for you so you recuse. Take oh, the we're Dan voting for Kelly you so you can policy. be on the court in those very specific cases. Well, we'd like to see her join for all of the cases. She has already stated what she would recuse if it was the Democratic Party coming before the court as a litigant. I think that might be a future limitation. At some point, that's going to burn our asses. A 3-3 is still not a successful ruling. Without the swing seat, without the fourth vote. So anyways, here's what she says. If elected to the Wisconsin Supreme Court, Milwaukee County Judge Janet Protasiewicz said she would consider recusing herself from cases involving Wisconsin's law known as Act 10. Don't do that. No one's asking you to recuse. Just because some dumb reporter journalist type asked a question, uh, she's considering recusing and cases of Act 10 that limited collective bargaining abilities for most public employees because of her participation in protest against the measure. Ah, uh, that's a terrible reason to not in, be involved in a case. Are you okaying Dan Kelly's Stop the Steal activities? His tour, if you will? <laughs> I mean, he did it, man. Let's just face reality of where we are these days. I don't think Dan Kelly's recusing from squat. In fact, he did recuse and then unrecused, if that's a thing. Well, it was for the benefit of a donor, Dom. Well, I didn't. Mean, that's all the reason you need. Uh, Protosewitz told the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel editorial board last week her opposition to the law, including participating in the protest in 2011 and signing a recall petition of then-Republican gubernator Scotty Wanker, Walker, I mean, might result in a recusal if she's elected to the court. Here's her quote, Tom. I'd have to think about it. Given the fact that I marched, given the fact that I signed the recall petition, would I recuse myself? Maybe, maybe, but I don't know for sure. That seems like sort of a coy answer. No way. 
don't recuse, Janet. Well, it's it's fair enough if she has not determined whether or not she would or would not. I mean, I don't think you go into this and determine ahead of time all the different cases and scenarios in which you would recuse yourself. So, I mean, she didn't say yes, she didn't say no. But if if your justification for a recusal in any case is because you went out and protested a particular side of the issue, I mean, that that's First Amendment stuff, man. I, I don't know about that. More from the reporting of Molly Beck. Protosiewicz also said she believes the law is unconstitutional and agreed with a dissenting opinion written in 2014 by liberal justice Ann Walsh Bradley in a decision that upheld Walker's signature legislation. Bradley wrote in the dissent that the majority opinion diluted public workers' constitutional right to freedom of association. That's right up there at the top of the U.S. Constitution, isn't it? Like number one, Mm -hmm. Dom. The majority has opened the door for the state to withhold benefits and punish individuals based on their membership in a disfavored group, Bradley wrote. Act 10 has also violated the constitutional right of local governments to rule their own affairs by prohibiting the city of Milwaukee from paying its worker share of their pension contributions, Bradley wrote. Protosiewicz said, I agree with the dissent in that case during an extensive interview with the Journal Sentinel, Dom. Crudy, the 2014 decision upholding Act 10 was 5-2 to two with former conservative judge Justice <clears throat> Michael Gableman corrupted opinion corrupted, which found that collective bargaining over a contract with an employer is not a fundamental right for public employees under the Constitution. Instead, it's a benefit that lawmakers can extend or restrict as they see fit. He said, no matter the limitations or burdens, quote unquote, a legislative enactment places on the collective bargaining process. Collective bargaining remains a creation of legislative grace and not constitutional obligation. Legislative grace. grace. What did what did. Robin Voss say about corrupted former Supreme Court Justice Michael Gableman, who apparently wrote the majority opinion, an embarrassment to the state of Wisconsin. Yes, after he paid him what over a million, we're in two and a half million into this. Like them just fine when he wrote this opinion, though, didn't you, Robin? <laughs> yeah. Uh, He goes on to write, this is now what Gableman. The First Amendment cannot be used as a vehicle to expand the parameters of a benefit that does not itself protect. Gableman wrote. Uh, Molly Beck now writes, conservatives say they believe a legal challenge to Act 10 could make its way to the Supreme Court if Protosiewicz is elected and liberal justices take a 4-3 majority on the court. Protosiewicz faces Dan Kelly, a former Supreme Court justice appointed by Walker in the April 4th election. Folks, that's one week from today. Kelly wrote in a September 2012 blog post saying that Act 10 had saved the state from budgetary woes. He dismissed the merits of one of the legal challenges to the law, writing there was no rational relationship between the law and the reasons given for deeming it unconstitutional. Kelly canceled a scheduled meeting last week with the General Sentinel editorial board ahead of the spring election. Spokesman for for Kelly did not immediately say whether Kelly plans to reschedule the meeting. Tom, he apparently was busy making his Willie Horton-style social media ad to cast mud at Protosiewicz, you know, like they did at Dukakis once upon a time. Very busy, very creative staff to have, you know, copying one of the most infamous ads ever created in politics. Way to way to dig deep, folks. Tom, any reason that you think that Janet Protosiewicz should recuse? 
I mean, really, just stepping out of the the partisanship for a moment, because well, no, I mean, I know look at this case. Favor. I mean, we have we have we have protestants, and we have and she has her opinion, which she's now she signed a recall, and she you know protested against it. Uh, and then we also have Kelly on the other side, who who says that you know this is great and it saved us from budgetary woes. So is he going to recuse himself? No, no. Man, everyone's not. got an opinion. You can exercise your First Amendment right. Uh, you know, it's about matters of the law, and if she had a problem with it, she has every right to express herself as much as Dan Kelly has to express himself. How about when there is a large, substantial financial contribution from a litigant before the court to one of the justices on the court? Well, so long as it's, you know, at least a year ago, then that it's all fine. That's the Prosser precedent. precedent. (laughs) Folks, we are the Devil's Advocates Radio Show. Been setting a precedent around here for going on 12 years. Damn! Nothing but the greatest radio shows ever. We're your pregame right up until the Badger Final Four tip-off against the North Texas Mean Green. Go Bucky. Come back. More Devil's Advocates. I got a great story from last night. You're going to want to hear it. Ash, grass, or cash, nobody rides for free. Dom and Crute are the Devil's Advocates. And we are back from the 420 break. Thank you for listening to the Devil's Advocates radio show. You can always be a part. Offer your opinion at 844-967-2789. Dominic, we pulled that get back out of the archives, that ask, grass, or cash, because it goes with a little story I got from last night. Uh, first and foremost, want to thank Charlie Barron's. And Mike Wagner from UW-Madison, Charlie Barron's did a live taping of the Cripes cast. But before he did, he laid down some pretty funny stuff, man. He did a little stand-up, probably 25, 30 minutes worth of stand-up. And he did a podcast. Room was full. Want to thank the fine folks, especially the Paris family, uh, that run the Comedy Club on State, Anna, Eve, and Gus. They were gracious. They packed the house. They managed it very, very well. I think a great time had by all, except for one unfortunate listener of the Devil's Advocates radio show. What? I know. I was feeling awfully bad about 8, 8.30 last night. And Charlie took the stage officially at about 8 o'clock and did his little stand-up. And uh, that was that was the fun part. And you can hear the Cripes cast. That was also fun. But that was a little more political, talking about the Supreme Court election Next Tuesday, it'll play out across the Civic Media Network, noon on Saturday, and a replay on Sunday. So if you missed it, you can hear it. But Rico from Rock County, our buddy, he won some tickets. Why? Because he said the most Wisconsin thing ever was the jump around. And it's so obvious. Like, oh, oh, yeah. So I gave Rico a pair of tickets. VIP up in the front. And he and Mrs. Rico, very nice lady, Amy, I believe her name, they came down drove up more accurately, drove north from Janesville, a little closer to the legal marijuana state down south, if you know what I mean, Dom. But I meet them in the bar last night. I'm hiding out in the bar. I don't actually have tickets for myself. I'm enjoying the show from the back of the room and, you know, then sneaking back in the bar with a couple of our engineers. And I meet Rico and Mrs. Rico, and they got a sad story to tell, Dom. They drove up from Janesville. They were on Regent Street in Madison, getting near where the venue was, hit a big honking pothole, and popped two tires. Oh, no! Two tires. 
<laughs> they get out of the car. They leave their, their car parked at one of the local hospitals, hump it over to Comedy on Stage just in time <laughs> to see Charlie take the stage. So they, they see the little stand-up portion. But now Rico is feeling a little angst because Rico's got to go deal with two flat tires, right? And he's not even in his hometown. He's got to call the kids or somebody to come get them. And so anyways, I, I hear this story from Rico. Oh, man. And there was a confluence of strange things that happened last night. One, Crudy was drinking doubles in the bar. Two. That's not strange. Well, but I didn't want to drive <laughs> home. You know what I mean? Like I knew better. Right. Yeah. Three, I didn't really want to leave my truck in the ramp last night downtown. So I flipped Rico the keys and said, take her home, Rico. <laughs> And I got to tell you, uh, Rico, very, very gracious, very thankful. And obviously, I saved his his good time. You know, date night with the with the missus. They texted me last night, got home safe. Your baby's okay. I'm like, that's Elise. I don't even care about that one. Right. So Rico brings it back today. And I got to tell you, I was a little disappointed. It Why? Was, it was full of gas. <laughs> Ass grass or cash, Rico. Nobody writes for free. <laughs> so wasn't the ass, wasn't the the grass, it was the gas. Yeah, very gracious man. Filled up the tank for me. So thank nice. you. Glad I could be there. It was just and the fact that my wife was out of town, because there's no way Mrs. Crudy was going for me flipping the car keys to somebody else. <laughs> I would have had to restrain myself, maybe be a little more moderate in my drinking. And also, William Walters, one of the fine fill-in hosts here, perhaps a bigger role coming soon for him. Thanks for the ride home, man. Save me the Uber fare. <laughs> Come on, man. You can't you can't take an Uber or a Lyft or something? Well, he, he doesn't drink, so, you know, I had a sober driver. I took advantage of it. <laughs> Gus was going to make one of his daughters drive me home. I'm like, no, Gus, no, no, no. I, <laughs> I'll call Union Cab. I'll, I'll figure it out. I'll get a bus. So anyways, I had a great time at the Charlie Barron show. And I did I did have a chance to speak with Charlie after the show. Very, very briefly, because I understand, you know, showbiz. The entertainers, Dom, after you're done with the show, you're a little spent. No one wants to deal with the fans for too long. <laughs> See, I'm being a smartass here. I love the fans. Is that, is that, is that it? But you got to think, Charlie has a few more fans than maybe yours truly or Dom does. Uh, so. I mean, maybe, maybe. Maybe. It's close. Crudy, hey, now, now my understanding, not a very political guy, Charlie, at least Typically, publicly. No. How, did, how did that come off last night? Uh, the only encouragement that I heard from Charlie that was political, quote unquote, was the encouragement to vote on April 4th, regardless of whom one may choose to vote for. I would tell you Janet Protasiewicz is the correct answer. But that was not the encouragement of, of Charlie Barron's last night. Charlie just, A, wanted you to know in that room, a lot of college kids. And that was the point. Uh, the college kids got the cheap seats. And a lot of them, uh, like 250 college kids in the room, probably like 50 stepdads sorts like your, yours truly. You know, those of us that paid a higher price for tickets let's say right right now how about the professor what uh, any any particular leanings or takeaways uh well he and i had a little chat after the thing i just told him i thought it was a good interview i from off stage from the bar was monitoring how much beer he had left in his class and when he got below a certain point as a good wisconsinite 
And I felt like I was part of the hosting of the big extravaganza. You know, Civic Media presents Charlie Barron's. So I told the Wade staff, hey, round on me. Let's get it out to the boys. So Charlie got his Miller Lite and uh, his guest got something in a glass, a pale ale-ish kind of beer. But I didn't let him dry up on stage, man. No one wants <laughs> That's the, good, man. the talent to run out of lubricants. When you're talking. We never do. No. <laughs> Although I use the green rocket fuel. I got a whole different thing. Your your favorite is tequila, isn't it? That, that, yeah, come come the happy hour. Absolutely. A little pregame show. Don't forget Badger's final four. Your phone calls and a fine guest, Matt Rothschild, Batman, in studio, right here with me. Coming up. I'll offer him a beer. Or a soda. Or some tequila. Sixty percent of the time, they're right every time. The Devil's Advocates. Welcome back to the Devil's Advocates Radio Show, the final four. NIT Tuesday edition, Badgers playing at six. Got a fine guest with me here in the studios. He is Matt Rothschild. He's Batman from the Wisconsin Democracy Campaign, executive director thereof. Matt, welcome back. Thanks for answering a late bat call. I was going to say, hey, that's, Matt. that's cutting it close, but I got my car and <laughs> jumped down here in the when Batmobile. I, when I called Matt today, Tom, I said, "Here's, I, I know that you, unlike some, will... Not be insulted by the lateness of the ask, but sure glad you answered. Uh, Matt, one week from the election day, a lot of jing flowing through the state of Wisconsin. I don't know. Have you seen any of the political ads, Matt? <laughs> Just a crazy, obscene amount of money uh, in this race, shattering all sorts of records. The old record here in Wisconsin for a Wisconsin Supreme Court race was $10 million. Right now, we're at about $40 million. Four Oh, my times God. The old record. The most expensive judicial race in the nation's history. Yeah, not only in Wisconsin history, but in U.S. history. The record in U.S. history was $15 million in a race in Illinois back about 15 years ago. But this time around, we're shattered. The noise you hear is all those records being shattered. And it's crazy. The outside money has been insane. The former record uh, here in Wisconsin for outside money. That's money coming from outside groups, not going directly to the candidate himself or herself that record used to be five million dollars by our calculation at the wisconsin democracy campaign right now uh, as of yesterday when my counters stopped counting at our staff there's been 22.5 million versus the five million that's more than four times the old record in outside money too i think uh, a lot of people including myself, and I bet a whole bunch of your listeners, are just disgusted by all the mud that's been splattering on their screens. Every time you open a screen, a TV screen, a phone, uh, you know, a computer, you see these hideous ads. Uh, and I just think we got to do something about all this money. Come on, I kind of like the Dirty Dan one I've been hearing on the radio <laughs> lately. At least I know it comes attached with the paycheck. Matt, we've been cashing those checks from both sides of the aisle I believe probably all our brethren in media, they do as well. They don't they don't think too hard. They just cash the checks. Um, have you seen any truly despicable ads in this cycle? I mean, I saw some awful ones during the senatorial midterms uh, in this cycle. It, it doesn't seemingly 
they haven't devolved quite that bad, but maybe it's just a matter of perception. Well, it is a field day for, for anyone who's cashing the checks in media, for sure. Uh, but the, the ads have been really ugly, though, and sometimes you don't even know who the candidate is, whether that's Kelly or, or Protosewitz, if you're looking uh, with... Uh, you know, with your eyes closed and just hearing it, or vice versa, if you're just seeing the images, because several of them are just mirror images of the other. This candidate is soft on, you know, someone who's committing a horrible sex crime. And it's just really, I mean, is that what it's coming down to? I know you are, but what am I? Uh, It's just, it is kind of playground. It's unfortunate. I do think that Judge Janet uh, ran a, a bad ad when she accused Kelly when he was private practice of who he was representing. I mean, this isn't one ideological thing that he loves to represent sex offenders. He was just being a lawyer in that one. It's a different thing when he's out, you know, on his Gableman, uh, you know, campaign stops around the state saying, saying ridiculous Don't things call it a tour, please. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a tour. That's not a tour. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Kelly should be hammered for that, and I'm glad he is being hammered for that. But uh, I just can't stand uh, the ads by Kelly. Uh, and by the misnamed Fair Courts America, which is Richard Eline's group, about uh, Judge Janet's record on a couple of cases where uh, she didn't throw the book at the defendant, and who knows why. Uh, And similarly, I think uh, Judge Janet's ads attacking Kelly for the same thing uh, are pretty objectionable. So I've been happy with the quality of the ads. They're not as blatantly racist as the as the Eline funded ads against Mandela Barnes during the uh, election last fall. Maybe. But they're not, you know, they're not pretty little things for our democracy to watch. Folks, you're listening to The Devil's Advocates Radio Show. That is Matt Rothschild. He is the executive director from the Wisconsin Democracy Campaign. Matt, always a pleasure to talk to money and politics with you. Uh, The Journal Sentinel, Molly Beck and Daniel Bice teamed up today. Uh, Their title, Billionaires, George Soros, J.B. Pritzker, and U-Lines pour millions into Wisconsin's Supreme Court race in final weeks. Uh, New of the Soros, new of uh, the U-Lines, but Pritzker was was a, a, a... interesting one to me the governor of illinois matt uh, do you have any numbers on on what he's doing i think he gave a million to uh the democratic party of wisconsin uh not sure about that but he's given uh seven figures to the democratic party of wisconsin before and so I do think, you know, let's see if the shoe is on the other foot. There is a right-wing Republican governor of Nebraska, for instance, who is giving a million dollars to the Republican Party of Wisconsin. I don't think we'd be happy. Actually, the wife of the former Republican governor of Nebraska was giving a million dollars to the Republican Party of Wisconsin a few years back. You know, why is a governor of Illinois telling us who here in Wisconsin we should have on the Supreme Court, or why is the wife of the governor in Nebraska telling us, you know, who should be governor of Wisconsin? I, I think we got to do something about this outside money on both sides. I mean, why well, should... Let's talk about... Yeah, let's, let's go there for a moment. Now, the, what, what are the limits right now individually that an individual can give to a campaign, and what are the limits a individual can give to a political party, and how has that changed over the last several election cycles, Matt? Well, it changed in 2015 when the Republicans and Scott Walker changed our campaign finance law and it's kind of biting them in the backside right now because Ben Wickler's playing their game better than they are. What they did was they changed the amount that individuals could give directly to the political candidate 
uh, for Supreme Court from $10,000, which I thought was already ridiculously high, to $20,000. And even more than that, they totally tore down the ceiling on what a rich person could give to the political parties. There used to be a de facto $10,000 limit on what you could give to the political parties. So if you gave Scott Walker $10,000, his campaign committee, you couldn't give a dime to the Republican Party of Wisconsin. Right now, the sky's the limit on how much you can give to political parties. And it makes a joke of the limit uh, that the state of Wisconsin was imposing on individuals for fear of corruption, that amount being 20000 Well, people can give $20,000 to the Democratic Party, it was, uh, to the candidate, $20,000 to Judge Janet. And then or? And, or. And or. Give $2 million or. to the Democratic Party of Wisconsin that can then turn around and give that money to Judge Janet's campaign. Or oh. similarly to the Republican Party of Wisconsin, you can give $20,000 to Dan Kelly if you're Richard Eline, and then you can turn around and, you know, give as much money as you want to the Republican Party of Wisconsin or spend $5 million on your Fair Courts America or however much money you spend. It's going to be more that. than $5 million, Matt. <laughs> when, the end of the, when, when the end of the day, we count all the dollars it will be. But yeah, Richard Eline, you know, this rich guy who runs the Uline Corporation, who lives in Lake Forest, Illinois, of all places, is just spending ridiculous amounts of money here. And it's allowable because changes made in the Wisconsin campaign finance law and also U.S. Supreme Court decisions and Citizens United and a couple other ones related to it. Now, now hang on, Matt, if, if I might jump in here briefly, Curry, then I'll let you go. The, the reason initially for these kinds of limitations and, and, and the transparency is to what? To ward off corruption, right? That kind of thing. Exactly. But doesn't it seem to it, it be that if you are allowing uh, you know people to give an unlimited amount to the political party and then the political party has no restrictions on itself on how they can give the money, you're essentially you can launder the money to the political party and ends up with the, with the end result with the candidate anyway. Is the person's name tracked all along with that, or has that become anonymous at some point? No, you can track it. You can see who the biggest donors to the Democratic Party of Wisconsin were. And actually, I just asked my staff to do that this afternoon, because I want to see who's giving all that money to the Democratic Party. And it does raise the question of corruption on both sides. You know, these big donors are going to be able to come knocking uh, for favors, uh, possibly from from the justices themselves. And, and is that what we really want, that the not only are our voices being drowned out by this big money, but the the pot, the invitation for corruption is is right there embossed on the letterhead, practically. Laundered, such a dirty term. I prefer <laughs> sanitized. It's sanitized <laughs> through the parties. Folks, you're listening to the Devil's Advocates. Got Batman, Matt Rothschild from the Wisconsin Democracy Campaign. Well, Matt, I have to ask, what about recusal policy? Um, Janet Protasiewicz has implied or stated she would recuse if the Democratic Party was a litigant before the court. Of course, she's running for a Supreme Court seat because they are, quote-unquote, grandiose donors to her. And they are, like $9 million in the last spending period. She's right to say she'll recuse herself if there's a case brought by the Democratic Party. But you can't make her. Can't make Dan Kelly. Dan Kelly takes the opposite tact. Well, I'll decide case by case. But that's effectively him saying, I'm not going to recuse. And no one could make Prota say what's recuse. The, the ethics of the Supreme Court is sort of a self-governing body, is it not, Matt? And if you got the votes and if it's, you know, effectively Prota say what's going before the court, 
with the same allegations against her that Gableman had when he won election by smearing Louis Butler through campaign ads back in 08. Well, it was a 3-3 court. No, well, send it back. Nothing happened. Well, you know. Didn't even get a slap on the wrist, Matt. I mean, just because they're sleazy doesn't mean people on our side should be sleazy. And there needs to be a tighter recusal rule to Wisconsin Supreme Court. Right now, the recusal rule is essentially no rule at all. Our friends at the League of Women Voters had asked for a tighter, tighter recusal rule. 54 retired judges had asked for a tighter recusal rule. Who wrote the recusal rule for the Wisconsin Supreme Court? Wisconsin Manufacturers and Commerce and the Wisconsin Realtors Association. Well, they are huge donors. <laughs> Both those organizations, Wisconsin Manufacturers and Commerce, the big Republican uh, conduit. Of course, we still have a manufacturing and ag tax credit that has blown the budget year after year, is purely for the benefit of the richest Wisconsinites, and and gives a tax benefit to manufacturers, 0.4%. How do I get that sweet deal, man? I'm manufacturing the greatest radio show ever right now. Well, you know how they got it. Wisconsin Manufacturers and Commerce has now spent $35 million since 2010 uh, in expenditures to try to elect Republican lawmakers, a Republican governor, and, Rep- and conservatives on the Wisconsin Supreme Good Court. Good investment. It's got a huge payoff for its members, no doubt. Let's talk about federal um, races. If, if a guy was running for president, let's say, isn't there a cap on donations to my campaign if i'm running for president if i'm nikki haley isn't it twenty seven hundred dollars in the primary and twenty seven hundred in the general total cap of fifty four hundred in contributions and setting aside the corruptness of giving the money directly to the party and letting them sanitize it back to the candidates twenty thousand dollars why is a wisconsin supreme court race eight ten times more important than the presidential campaign. Yeah, I mean, the limit on direct donations to candidates for Wisconsin Supreme Court or governor are just way out of whack. I mean, you know, you 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 properly said that the amount you can give for your favorite candidate for president is under $3,000, and here it's, it's you know, $20,000. <laughs> is it that much uh, more pivotal a position, governor? I mean, it's ridiculous. But who wrote the legislation? The Republicans wrote this legislation. Uh, they thought it was going to benefit them. And I think in the long term, it probably will benefit them. I think Democrats shouldn't get the idea that just because Ben Wickler is a better fundraiser than his counterpart at the Republican Party of Wisconsin, that, hey, uh, Democrats and progressives will always be able to beat Republicans at their own game. Not true. There are more uh, conservative millionaires, multimillionaires and billionaires out there than there are liberal ones. And this isn't a, a money game that we're going to win uh, most of the time. Well, and and it somehow is contrary to my progressive values to think man let's let's go buy ourselves a supreme court race let's be the ones that win the money contest and of course i'm not talking about unilateral disarmament the democrats shouldn't throw back all their weapons if the republicans are going to continue to use the same laws on the book but ultimately i think it erodes the support of the candidates well, when they it, it feel does, like our candidates on the Democratic side are bought and paid for. It does that. In a real democracy, we all should have an equal voice, and we don't. Our voices are being drowned out by the big and dark money. We should have self-rule in Wisconsin. Our voices are being drowned out by money from outside of Wisconsin. And it's getting to be a joke where the, the winner is going to be, you know, whether Ben Wickler can speed dial multi-millionaires faster than Richard Elon can electronically transfer money into, into his packs. I mean, is that really what a, an election's coming? down to in wisconsin george soros if you're listening 844 
967-2789. You can Venmo both Dom and I <laughs> tuition money. We'll take it, man. <laughs> he is Matt Rothschild. Matt, you got time? Can you stick around a bit longer? Sure, I'm here. We are one week away from a Supreme Court race. The expenditures have become unsightly, let's just say. And I think it it really is what is eroding our democracy. Until we solve this money problem, we don't have a voice. I'm not a billionaire. I don't even want to be a billionaire. I would like to own a few senators, though. Come back, more devils. Matt Rothschild and you. The big and tall of political talk. The Devil's Advocates. And we are back. Thank you for listening to the Devil's Advocates radio show. Matt Rothschild, executive director of the Wisconsin Democracy Campaign, sticking around for one more segment. Matt, thank you for doing so. Uh, before I went to break, uh, you know, some comments. They got to fix the system, right? Uh, well, let me ask you, if, if, if Dems took control and somehow you're in the state of Wisconsin, had the ability to enact some legislation, Matt, what would you like it to look like? What do you think is ideal as far as campaign finance is concerned? And number two, how do we, you know, money's like water, man. It just finds a way, you know? So how do we, how do we change it to make it reasonable for everyone and then also limit uh, the dark money and or illegal funneling, whatever? How do we do those things, Matt? Well, the dark money is going to be hard because of U.S. Supreme Court decisions and Citizens United and McCutcheon and in a case called uh, Wisconsin Right to Life versus FEC, which said, uh, you know, you can't limit what these so-called issue advocacy groups are, are spending and you can't see who their donors are. Uh, but uh, there is something we can do about Wisconsin's campaign finance law that was horribly rewritten in 2015. And Senator Chris Larson out of Milwaukee has been a leader among the Democrats in the legislature proposing in session after session a package of... Of, uh, comprehensive campaign finance reform, which would uh, reduce the uh, amount that individuals could give to uh, Supreme Court justices uh, or people running for governor, for that matter, would put a limit on what people could donate to political parties, would restrict or prohibit the transfer of money from those committees to the candidates or parties to the candidates. So you can have the parties acting like laundromats, like you were saying before. Uh, and so those are, would all be a very positive steps in the right direction. But the fundamental reform is, and it's a long-term one, I grant you, but it's important to amend the U.S. Constitution and proclaim once and for all that, you know, corporations actually aren't persons and, you know, money actually isn't speech. And, and we can pass laws that uh, regulate what's going on during campaigns so that uh, not everybody's voice is drowned out in our democracy. We can do that. And here in Wisconsin, about 169 communities have passed referendums or resolutions in favor of amending the Constitution in that way. And my hat's off to a group called Wisconsin United to Amend, which has done a lot of the good work on this. Matt Rothschild, they may say you're a dreamer, but you're not the only one. Uh, let me ask you this. I cannot control the outcome with the U.S. Constitution, but a recasting of the Wisconsin Supreme Court one week from today could theoretically at least give us a fair fight because legislatively it doesn't matter what the Democrats put forth when two thirds of the seats are controlled by Republicans because they've already cooked the books. They've already baked the cake and Democrats, regardless of the number of votes, they get more votes, they get less seats. And while we have a hugely partisan gerrymandered map to Republicans advantage, of course, all of these things are just aspirational Matt, 
until you've got some control of the legislature, you're never going to control the the changing of the campaign finance laws because it was Robin Voss and the Republicans that put these in place. It was for the benefit of their team. And I would wonder, will re, pardon me, will Democrats, if they win control of the House and Senate, the Assembly and the Senate here in Wisconsin, in some future point, would they have the courage to cut those strings from the mega donors and say, you know what? It's for Wisconsin's best interest, even though in the short run, we've got the financial advantages of party. Well, I hope they would. Do and they ever do the right things, Matt? Yeah, ever? Sure. I, and I think, you know, this Supreme Court race is crucial as far as the gerrymandering issue, which you brought up, because it is possible with the new justice that uh, there may be fairer maps drawn. But that's not going to be the end of the story. We're still going to have to convince people in this state who don't agree with us on some of the issues that they should come along with us uh, on some of these issues if there's going to be a, a progressive majority in the legislature ever. So that that's crucially important, too. And I think what you're doing at Civic Media is a step in that direction. Well, thank you. Uh, Matt, do you mind taking a caller or two at 844-967-2789? Constituents around the state, they have inquiring minds. Uh, like Stephen from Green Bay, say hi to our friend Matt Rothschild. How you doing, Matt? Um, I'm actually a regu regular caller here on The Devils. So, um, actually, I actually have a statistic for you, um, and it has nothing to do with elections or Supreme Courts. But it does have to do with the school shooting yesterday in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. And I did some Googling. And so far this year, we've had 1,389 school shootings that have killed 398 teens and children. I looked up some other countries, and there's actually a list of this you can find online. And Mexico has had eight school shootings so far this year, and South Africa has had six. Um, so... Uh, hang on, Stephen. I want to make sure I understood you. Did you say your numbers state that there were over a thousand school shootings this year in this country? Yeah, that's the numbers I found. That seems high. I mean, you're talking about that just seems high to me, man. But I'll I'll have to look it up. But what's your, what's your what's your question? What's your point? My question is. Um, Matt Flynn had made a comment about how the representative for that um, area is a Republican and that he sent out a Christmas card that had his family all holding assault weapons. Why well, most of the family, the youngest little girl was holding a book, but yes, the other was kids, it a Bible? <laughs> I couldn't tell. Did she hold it upside down Trumpian style? <laughs> Stephen, uh, what, what is the greater point where we're trying to talk about campaign finance? Is it, Funding of the NRA, what's the point you'd make with these statistics? The point I'm trying to make is that we need to get people in our, you know, people in office that aren't, you know, promoting this baloney. As Appreciate your thoughts. Uh, Matt, want to give you a chance to respond. It's yeah, I think, you know, Stephen's uh, call is, is certainly well uh intentioned and it is just disgraceful what's been happening in this country with these school shootings the most recent one yesterday in nashville is just horrific to watch and yes i mean let's look at the money i mean the gun lobby the nra has been a big supporter here in Wisconsin of Republican candidates. Dan Kelly likes to brag about his gun ownership and appeal to gun owners uh, here in Wisconsin. And 
look, if there's going to be a, a change in our politics, uh, Stephen's right. We've got to elect people up and down who want to impose sensible regulations on guns. We can't have these high-powered rifles in the hands of anyone who wants to grab them to go into any school and shoot up as many kids as they can possibly kill. I Man, mean, there's it's a- just horrible. There's, and I'm sorry, I don't mean to step on that tragic thought. Um, There's an opinion piece at the Washington Post today saying effectively Republicans have won the messaging war on guns. And this is the carnage that that has been that has been wrought from that. They won the messaging. They won the U.S. Supreme Court, too. So we got to change both the message and who sits on our courts. Well, it starts here in the state of Wisconsin. We got to change the dynamic of the Wisconsin Supreme Court. And a lot of dark money, sweet, sweet dark money flowing in to change your opinion, or at least to convince you. Don't vote for that one. They're really bad. Matt Rothschild, you're really good. Thanks for coming around, man. Any final thoughts? Just vote. Everyone should go out and vote. It's really crucial. It's a crucial election. Don't put your absentee ballot in the mail. Deliver it to the clerk now. It's too late to put it in the mail. The encouragement of voting. That sounds very partisan to me. <laughs> that's yes, a, man, everyone that's, should vote that's a lefty notion if i ever heard one come back the happier happy hour right up to the badger tip off in the nit final four